0: Good evening, crowdfund keepers, and welcome to a new plot of the Television Graveyard. We are, as always, your TV necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Wollihan. But this is a lawless plot. There are no rules here, and we do whatever we want. Welcome to the first episode of the Crowdfund Crypt. Similar, but legally distinct from Stay Doomed. With me as always is TV's Noah Hoolahan.
1: I am not a mini bar. Are you a trash can? No, I am not
0: a trash can. Are you a mini fridge? I am not a mini fridge. We are doing the 1998 Star Warners, which is the finale of Pinky and the Brain, but was marketed as a big crossover episode.
1: Mm hmm. So, uh, first off, welcome to this uh, bonus episode. It's, there's like Eight layers of bonus we have to explain here. Uh, But right now we are in the monetized mausoleum. Yes. With all you crowdfund Crypt Keepers. Because we are now doing a bonus episode monthly on Patreon. Yeah. And the first one we're going to release here for free so you guys can kind of get an idea of what we're doing with these bonus episodes. So this is to entice you to check out our Patreon, which of course is in the link down below. Yeah. Uh, so this, we, we can do anything we want here. And uh, you'll have a say on what we're doing in the future. But right now, we we saw this episode of Star Warner sitting in the Pinky and the Brain queue over on Hulu. And we and just wanted to. We wanted to do it. We were curious. So we're going to take some time. We're going to review it and uh, tell you all what we think about it. But just because this is a bonus episode, just because we're in the monetized mausoleum, doesn't mean we're not going to pour one out. What you got? Uh, So I have the C-Pinkio. Okay. Which is you take a little bit of grenadine to represent pinky. And then you put in coconut rum because he's nuts. And then you layer orange juice on top of it because he is C-3PO in this. But pinky's kind of inside him. So you carefully pour it over, but then you screw it up. And then you have a drink that kind of looks like you're just... Drinking grapefruit juice. It's pretty. But that was my attempt. So that was my logic behind this drink here. So you
0: essentially made like a Malibu sunrise. Yeah. I went a little nuts here and made a Bicentennial Lemon. Okay. Uh, that's the name of the similar but legally distinct Millennium Falcon. And this is Dragonberry Rum.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. I was originally going to do a strawberry lemonade thing and then didn't. Uh, lemon Lime Seltzer. A little lemon juice, a little sweetened lime juice, and then a little bit of yellow food coloring to give it that gold lemony color. Right. Um, it's sparkly because of the seltzer. Would you mm-hmm. like to try it? Yeah, let me get
1: a little, little a sip little of heavy. this here. It is.
0: It's also loud. My drink has been loudly sparkling. Ooh, that's
1: very good. Yeah,
0: it's not too sweet, surprisingly. Yeah. You want to try mine? Uh, no, I'm actually good. Okay. Uh, yours is pretty much what I usually drink.
1: Yeah. But I, I wanted something a little fruity this time. Because I was going to make another Old Fashioned, but I make a lot of Old Fashions on this show. So I was like, ah, let's do something new here.
0: It's why I didn't make something with orange juice and grenadine, because yeah. I feel like I make a lot of...
1: We're in a new place here. Yeah, and trying
0: we might may... have to make the same drinks we already make. We
1: may not be able to pour things out in future episodes, because there might be nothing to pour out for. Because we might be doing something that's currently on the air. Who knows?
0: But we might do, like... We're just, we're just, we're, we're toasting to an episode. Toasting
1: to an episode, yes. But
0: this one, we're pouring one out because it's, it's gone.
1: Yes. So let's go ahead and talk about Star Warners.
0: So this is your standard 23 minute episode. Yes. Uh, but it is, instead of the usual Amblin Entertainment three or four shorts, this is one story. Yes. And instead of the theme song for Pinky and the Brain, we get the opening crawl. Of Star Wars with the theme song. Yes. Where they change the theme song up.
1: So basically the opening crawl is just the lyrics to Pinky and the Brain. Yes. Which is funny.
0: uh, Adapted lyrics. Are they adapted? I believe so, Yes.
1: Okay. And uh, the opening scene is the opening scene from Star Wars A New Hope. Yes. Where we see uh, the stormtroopers uh, descending on this rebel ship. And the very first characters we see are the Good Feathers no respect, Bobby. You know what I mean? No respect at all. What do you expect, Pesto? We blasted him
0: first. We did not. Bobby, did we blast them first? A little bit. Yeah, maybe just a little bit. See, I told you. Oh. Yes, yeah, so we're establishing this is an Animaniacs crossover in a, the fullest sense. It's not just the Warner Brothers. Yeah, so my first
1: thought is, oh, this isn't an episode of Pinky and the Brain. No. This is an episode of Animaniacs.
0: Yeah, I think by this point, Animaniacs was um, not, strictly speaking, still in, pr- like, still in production. I think this was marketed as a crossover. Okay. Because uh, this came out in 98, which uh, was peak Star Wars fever. Right. This was after the 20th anniversary special edition re-releases. Mm-hmm. So, like, Star Wars had come back in a huge way. Yes. Uh, this was, like, when a lot of people our age got into Star Wars. Yeah. Because I know this is when I got into Star Wars, was when they did the special edition re-releases.
1: Yes. Uh, when the re-releases came out, I remember uh, I had three major school projects coming up. And I told my parents, like, if I get a B-plus on higher on each one of these, you have to take me to see the Star Wars movies. And they were like, okay, that sounds like a fair deal. And I was able to do it, and I was able to see all of them. And then years later, I looked back on that and was like, you know, instead of that, I could have went with, Hey, I want to see the Star Wars movies. And they would have taken me. There was no reason for me to put this weird pressure on myself.
0: Yeah, I just told my parents I wanted to see the Star Wars movies. And my mom was like, sure. <laughs> my Easter basket that year was all of the like main cast action figures. Yeah. The like... Shadow of the Force, or the ones that are worth nothing.
1: They're, yeah, because everyone was like, oh, Star Wars toys are valuable. Let's all buy hundreds of them. And yeah. no, there's too many of them.
0: I mean, my, or Power of the Force. And mine were never going to be valuable anyway because I took them out of the package and played, played with, with them because I was mm-hmm. nine. Exactly. So, uh, And then we see two more Stormtroopers, and they're Hello Nurse and Ralph.
1: Yes, because the CEO, uh, what's the CEO's name? Plots, I think.
0: He's Girth Plots.
1: Girth Plots.
0: And we see. Dot, who is Princess Leia. Yes. And she's Princess Leia, but she's in pink because she's Dot. Yeah. So the costumes, the costumes are very much adapted for the characters. Yeah. Like, Hello Nurses, you can see her face, and it's very form-fitting because it's mm-hmm. still Hello Nurse.
1: It's still Hello Nurse.
0: And then we see R2-D2 and C-3PO. Yes. Brain 2-D2.
1: See, this bothers me, actually. Pinky introduces himself as 3-Pinkio. Yes. Which I was like, perfect joke. Brain doesn't introduce himself until, like, w- deep into Act 3.
0: Yeah, Brain to Me Too.
1: Yeah, his name is Brain to Me Too, which is not good. Like, that's not a good pun. No. Like, to the point where I was like, oh, were you trying to bury this because you couldn't come up with something smarter?
0: And it's the plot. Like, she's sending plans through the droids and sends them away. Yes. And... We go to Tatooine.
1: You, do you remember the name of the planet? I don't have it. I because I thought it was
0: an amazing joke. It's
1: Ratatouille.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: So it's because they're mice. Yeah. And it's Tatooine, so it was Ratatouille. But Ratatouille's not a movie yet.
0: Yeah, Ratatouille's not going to be a movie for another ten years.
1: Yeah, so like indeed. it's not a reference to that at all. It's just Tatooine and Rats put together. I thought that was great.
0: And we see our Jawa. Yes, which who was Mindy? It was Mindy? I can't, I love you, bye-bye.
1: You do a good Mindy.
0: Um, I used to do Mindy like as a child to people. Right, right. I can I love you, bye-bye. <laughs> uh, my mother hated it. My mother hated it about as much as Mindy's mother hates it.
1: Mindy is one of the most annoying characters ever created.
0: I really like Buttons and Mindy. Um, Hi, lady. I'm your mother, Mindy. <laughs> um, I love Buttons and Mindy. But she's, a Jawa, she's the Jawa who sells R2-D2 and C-3PO yeah. to Wacko, who yes. is Luke Skywalker.
1: Yes, uh, Wack Skylicker.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, and, like, he trades her for, like, gum wrappers. Yes. Like, he trades her, like, a worthless trade. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. And... Uh, they need to be taken to Slappy One and Appy.
1: Slappy One and Appy. I wonder if they mean old washed up one and Appy, which is a great joke.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and Slappy One and Appy is a great, like, Yes. character. And she's a great choice. Yeah. Because she's not the most natural choice for this. You'd think they'd try to pick, like, a sage character.
1: But oh, I think it, this is the
0: perfect choice. No, no, no. I say she's a great choice. She might not be the first choice you would think of if you were trying to run through it. Yeah? Because I would be like, oh, would you try to go with, like, Scratch and Sniff? Yeah. But scr- I
1: like... Scratch and Sniff is playing, uh, what, General Grievous? No, not General uh, Grievous. That's a droid from the new ones. Moff Tarkin. Moff Tarkin, yes. But we haven't seen him yet. Yes. Uh, so,
0: like, I thought that's who he was going to be, but I really like that it was Slappy.
1: Yes. Um. The, the elder... Uh, character and this is where like we make a hard right in the jokes yes but i love this as a bit yes uh they of course the next like logical step because they're telling all of star wars in 22 minutes so we're sprinting through this but i'm surprised at how little is missing yeah like we don't see uh any Tuscan Raiders or anything, but no. like nothing is being missed in my opinion.
0: And we cut like Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru don't exist. Yeah, Worcester we don't need farming them. doesn't exist. Yeah. No. Um, so they go to Slappy One and Nappy and everybody has their objective. Yes. Slappy One and Nappy wants a job because yes. she's a washed up comedy actress. Mm mm-hmm. uh, Wacko wants to help the princess. Um, and then uh, C3PO or C3Pinkio wants yeah. a brain. <laughs> yes. And then they skip off in like a wizard of oz pastiche. Oh, oz. and then Slappy one and he goes, "Are you sure we're in the right movie?"
1: <laughs> That's right. This my note says Ozbit. Yes. Uh I kept reading it as O2 bit and I was like, "Was there an oxygen bit that I don't remember?" No, there's a great Ozbit which I loved. Uh but we should also mention that uh brain in this, uh brain to me too. Also has a plot to take over the galaxy.
0: Yes. We haven't quite gotten into it yet.
1: Uh, it's mentioned. Yes. We, like, the That's plan... his
0: objective when they're listing their Wizard of Oz objectives.
1: Yeah, the, the plan is not 100% clear yet, but it's still an episode of Pinky and the Brain in that sense. In that there is a plot to take over uh, and make Brain the leader. Yes. So...
0: And we, th- we also then cut back to the Death Star and you see, like, the shot of Leia refusing to give up... The location of the rebels. Yes. And the torture instead of the scary torture droid is Ben Stein's voice.
1: Yeah, just talking to her.
0: Just being Is it actually Ben Stein? Oh. Because
1: I know that that voice that is like very similar to Ben Stein, it might actually be Ben Stein, is also the good idea, bad idea voice, and the mime time voice. So I'm curious if it's just someone doing Ben Stein or if it is Ben Stein. It
0: is Ben Stein.
1: That's awesome. (laughs) I love Ben Stein. I want to win his money.
0: Yeah. Oh, good. Now I have all of the uh, proper names up here, which is great. Excellent. Um, Because I just pulled up the IMDb page. And then we have... I have more notes on the next two minutes of show than the rest of the show combined. Yeah. This is... What a great, like, set piece this is. They go to mose eisner the studio of moss eisner you'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy so be careful we're going in without an agent a hive of scum and villainy yes which um if you're a defunct land fan like we are mm. uh you know what eisner was in the 90s he yeah. was the ceo of disney he was a pretty big presence
1: mm-hmm.
0: like You could have asked me in 1998 who the president of Disney was, and I would have known because he was in all of the TV shows. Yep. He himself was a president. Yes. So calling it Maz Eisner is a pretty good Animaniacs Hollywood insider joke. Mm -hmm. Animaniacs was great at this. The jokes that were a little inside ball with Hollywood, but like in a way that you still kind of understood as a kid. Yeah. I think Animaniacs is why we're like this.
1: I feel like today's cartoons, there's not as much giving other companies the finger, (laughs) like there was in the '90s. Like I think the last big example of this would be Lord Farquad from
0: Lord Farquad.
1: Yeah, Farquad from Shrek, which is of course fuckwad, and is referencing. Is it Eisner again? Yes. Yeah. It, Lord Farquad is supposed to be Eisner because they make fun of him for being short and for being a fuckwad.
0: Uh, Eisner and Katzenberg. Katzenberg owns DreamWorks. Hate one another. Yes. Uh, over bad blood during the Black Cauldron. Over the Black Cauldron? Really? Yeah. yeah um, they, they hate each other because, like... There was a lot of issues with Black Cauldron, and then when Michael Eisner started to rise up in the thing, like, he and Katzenberg just loathed each other. Katzenberg jumped ship. They hate each other. It's great.
1: Um, (laughs) It's great.
0: So, Moss Eisner, the first thing we see is, like, Marvin the Martian's bird go on a scooter.
1: Yes, that, like, green bird.
0: Yeah, in, like, a version of the Star Wars wipe. Yes. Because we have to have the wipes, because it's Star Wars. Yeah. and then we see the Cantina Band.
1: Yes, and it's it, Freakazoid. It's Freakazoid. He's also playing like a Star Warsy version of the Freakazoid theme.
0: Yes, it's great.
1: And he's there with uh, Fanboy, yes. which is his not beloved sidekick, and
0: Moron, right? The alien.
1: Yeah, and Moron. <laughs>
0: uh, so they're like the Cantina Band, and that's the establishing. Like as soon as we get in, we have the establishing shot of Mo Eisner, and then that's our next thing we see. And then we have this long pan with so many cameos. Yes. it's amazing. Uh, we saw Gossamer. Mm-hmm. Um, who from Looney Tunes? We see Daffy Duck.
1: Yes, Daffy Duck. He's not Duck Dodgers. Which no, he's I thought Daffy. Was odd, but he is Daffy Duck.
0: Um, we see Baloney, who is the fake Barney pastiche from. Animaniacs. Yes, we see. I'm pretty sure it's Big Dog from Stup- Two Stupid Dogs. I know we
1: argued about this. I, I believe there's a character that looks like Big Dog from Two Stupid Dogs. That's kind of like a gangster because I believe he also appears in Space Jam.
0: Yeah, and he he really can't be because that's Hanna Barbera. That's Hanna
1: Barbera. Yeah. So, I,
0: um, oh no, he's the sheep dog
1: from. The, there's this great cartoon I used to love. It's a Looney Tune where it's a sheep dog and a coyote, but it's not wildy coyote. Okay. And they kind of hate each other, but it's their job. So like they walk to work and are very friendly and then they clock in and then the coyote tries to eat the sheep and the sheep dog stops them. And this happens until five and then they both clock out and they're like, see you tomorrow, Greg.
0: (laughs) That's fun. Um, we see, we see Buttons as Boba Fett.
1: Yes. And this is like, he's just in the background and doesn't really do anything. Yeah. Like a perfect, like, hey, that's Boba Fett or Buttons Fett, I guess.
0: Yeah. He's not like named. Yeah. I have him as Boba Buttons.
1: Yeah. Which I feel like is the wrong way to do the pun, but whatever.
0: Bob Buttons Fett.
1: Boba Buttons Fett. Banana
0: fana for Buttons Fett. Um, we see a street shark. Just like a yeah, a one shark. of the street
1: sharks is there.
0: Um, and then we see, and I love this. We see two of the monsters.
1: Yes, because they're aliens.
0: Yeah, and like they're they're the monsters. They're not the like the knots.
1: They're not the little tiny guys. Yeah, they're, they're, they have still stolen the powers of various NBA players.
0: They're not in the basketball uniform, So they're like they're blinking, you miss them.
1: Yeah, we paused it and like went through it.
0: And then we get a little scene with Marvin the Martian and Minerva Mink.
1: I have an Iridium Q39 reactive modulator, which I'm going to use to blow up the earth. I bet you use that line on all the girls. Yes. Minerva um, Mink, underrated character. She really in is. Yeah.
0: And then we, we do legitimately see Spock and Kirk. Yes. And then... um. They, there's this whole bit of Slappy when a nappy is talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. But she's pitching a show. Yes. Because she's trying to get them a pilot. A
1: pilot, which I, oh, which, so good. And
0: that's like a joke for TV nerds. You get it? It's like the Lucy show, but with the
1: squirt. <laughs> hey, you spoiled my pitch. Your what? My pitch. I
0: told you I was trying to get us a pilot. Not a TV pilot. We need a pilot who can fly. Yes. And then some. you hear, did somebody say a pilot? Because Yakko is Han Solo.
1: Yes. Uh, I, I want to bring this up before we move on. There was that one superhero.
0: Yeah, which I, I
1: never found who it was. And he has a T on his chest. And we searched and searched. And like, out of all the cameos, he feels the most spotlighted. Yeah. Because he's not, like, hidden. He's, like, standing out in the open with his hands on his uh, hips. If anyone can tell me who this is. Seriously. I will I will PayPal you $3. I was
0: going to say, we'll send you the next uh, Crowdfund Crypt show free if you're not on Patreon. He, oh,
1: yeah, there we go.
0: <laughs> um, and instead of Chewbacca, we have, and this is my favorite casting of the show, Boo.
1: Yes, the, the, I love the idea that it's Chicken Boo. Yeah, And we still get that line like, Jabubu is a giant chicken, I tell you. He's a chicken. And they're like, no, he's not. Got a full chicken boo
0: situation. (laughs) Um, And then we have three Animaniacs full celebrity cameos. Because we have Humphrey Bogart as Rick Blaine from Casablanca. Yes. Like, not... Who tries... Who's the bartender who tries to throw out the droids.
1: We don't allow your kind in
0: here. You don't allow robots? No. We don't allow mini-bars. I am not a mini-bar. So long, sweethearts. Barbara Streisand has a speaking role for no reason.
1: I think they just liked making... There was a time where it was really fun to make fun of Barbara Streisand.
0: And Arnold is Mr. Freeze. But he's Mr. Freeze. Yeah, why is he Mr. Freeze? It's 98, and that would have been the last big Warner Brothers movie to have come out. Uh, yeah, I guess that And makes they probably sense. would have had to start production on this before... Batman and Robin wasn't super well-received.
1: Yeah, I mean, like... But the thing is, like, everyone that's there is either because they're in, they're in canon of their own canons, an alien, or, a, or belong in a bar. Yeah. Mr. Freeze really doesn't. You could have had Arnold from, like, Total Recall? Or have him fight a Predator?
0: I'm gonna guess... This is also still a show that would have been marketed to kids, so they would have wanted a show that would have come out or a movie that come out in their lifetime,
1: like Casablanca.
0: Casablanca is a little <laughs> different. <'cause> Casablanca, <laughs> like Star Wars, like Indiana Jones, is one of those movies that like always gets referenced, right? Like you know Casablanca references, even if you've never seen Casablanca. True. Um. So. I think they picked Mr. Freeze because, like, it was a PG-13 rated movie that their audience would have seen or at least heard of.
1: Right, right. Um,
0: like, most 10-year-olds in 98 hadn't seen Total Recall.
1: Oh, I, I think this, that the Casablanca joke is just simply not for the kids watching. That yeah. is for the the parents that are watching with their children.
0: But I think the Predator... Or
1: future podcasters.
0: Yeah. Uh, so then the Yako's, uh Yakko's... Ship is called the Bicentennial Lemon, yes, instead of the Millennium Falcon. Great joke. And they deliver in under thirty parsecs. Yes, which is great because parsecs still
1: not a unit of time.
0: Yep. Uh, and you and I actually had a conversation of, wait a minute, their delivery service is this pre Futurama?
1: It is. It's pre Futurama.
0: This is pre a lot of things that get referenced, which is great. Yeah. Uh, so there's the comedy planet, which is Dot's home planet. Yes. And instead of the Alderaan, instead of blowing up Alderaan, they seize the signal and instead of watching uh their version of alien Seinfeld? Yes. Uh they end up having to watch like a paddleball documentary?
1: Yes, the history of the paddleball.
0: <laughs> so that's how they do that. Uh instead of blowing up a planet, which yeah, is a little hard to do. Yeah. And then I put, okay, we're hitting everything. Because the next thing we do is Slappy One and Nappy drops off Wacko at their version of Dagobah. Yes. To train with skippoda
1: Yes, so Skippy is Yoda. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, we're doing Empire now. Oh, yeah. oh okay.
0: <laughs> um and skippoda teaches Wacko to defend to diffuse tense situations through humor by making this silly face.
1: Yes, the gookie. The gookie. Which is basically his eyes become spirals and he puffs his cheeks out.
0: And instead of may the force be with you, it's may the face be with you. Yes. So that's how they're doing the force. That's how they're doing that. Uh, and then it's, I have THX, the point strikes back. I'm not sure why I have that note. Sometimes I'm trying to like go so quickly. Yeah. This might have been in the, after the commercial break. This might have been their, like, they did another little crawl. Yeah. And we get Flabby the Butt, and it's one of the hip hippos.
1: Yes, this is probably the only one where I'm like, this is the
0: best you could pick? I don't know why they didn't just use Ralph.
1: Yeah, Ralph is kind of being a, a stormtrooper, but I think he would serve better as, as Jabba the Hutt here.
0: Because yeah, the hip hippos were, like, only in the first season. Yeah, They're i not can, they I, weren't
1: popular characters. No, and nor was like they were upper class was the whole thing. Yeah. So like being Job of the Hut, I mean Job of the Hutt's a Don. Yes. Yeah. So, but I, I think this is a weird choice. I think Ralph would be a better choice. Uh, I think uh maybe a Katie Kaboom.
0: Well, he still has a captive, and this is where they split the role of Leia? Yes. Because Minerva Mink is Leia at this point. Yes. Because they keep uh, the hero aspect of Leia is Dot. Mm -hmm. And the love interest for Han side of Leia is Minerva Mink.
1: Yes, because they're siblings and they can't... Yes. Even though there are sibling romance in actual Star Wars in the first movie, uh, we're not doing it in a cartoon.
0: And we get a, a nod to the Sarlacc
1: uh the the rancor
0: yes um i thought sarlacc was at the bottom of the pit
1: the sarlacc pit is what boba fett does not die in the rancor is the creature that luke fights in java's palace right. and then dies and then you see the rancor keeper cry Morde- <laughs> yeah. mordecai malachi malachi excuse me
0: i like that i mixed up sarlacc and rancor but i knew malachi, you knew malachi. yeah <laughs> um it's baloney the dinosaur in this one
1: yes which i think is a good call
0: and uh i love that they have the blasters chibubu and yakko have i keep saying yakko for some reason yeah yakko chibubu and yakko have instead of blasters they have guns that shoot slices of pizza which is peak 90s yes because you could never i mean we talk about this in deadly force like Guns in animation never really shoot bullets.
1: No. Of it's course always not.
0: like the laser gun. Yes. But this is even funnier because it goes to them being pizza delivery guys.
1: Yes, because pizza is also like the coolest thing in the world in the 90s.
0: Yes. Like, this is, you know, right after Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. This is still in like the late 80s, early 90s, but like
1: I also think like Chuck E. Cheese, like. As much as, like, video games and tickets and prizes are what you think of when you think of Chuck E. Cheese, like, it was always the pizza as well being advertised.
0: I mean, I actually, I have Star Wars and Pizza Hut linked in my head because they had a big, like, Star Wars giveaway. I, for the longest time, had an Empire Strikes Back poster in my bedroom that was from Pizza Hut. Yeah. It was just Yoda. Like, it was the
1: stupidest, ugliest poster. I remember... To to get slightly off topic, but that's what we're going to do here in the monetized crib, our monetized mausoleum here in the crowdfunding crib. Oh, so this
0: is a twenty minute show we've got. Yeah,
1: we're, we got time. we got time. This isn't chikara. Uh, when yeah, uh, it certainly isn't. When those toys came out, because the the reboot or not the reboots the uh, the the special edition movies came out, uh, I actually remember thinking, I wonder who's going to get the toys. Yeah, and it was actually the team of. Pizza Hut, KFC, and Taco Bell.
0: The combination KFC, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell.
1: Yeah, the three of them had the toys. And I was like, wow, that's so big that like three restaurants needed it. And I remember the commercial of like Colonel Sanders assembling with the Taco Bell Chihuahua and random Pizza Hut delivery girl because they didn't have a mascot.
0: Was this after Pizza Face?
1: Uh, This is before Pizza Face. I've forgot all about Pizza Face. Thank you for reminding me of that nightmare fuel. Oh my God! I used to. Uh, wait, was his name Pizza Face? Pizza Face. You. Pizza Head. Pizza Head. Pizza Face is from all of that.
0: Yes, you're a hundred percent right. I am now. Um, pizza Pizza Head was at this time period.
1: Right, but the reboots were a little bit earlier or the, I keep saying reboots I apologize the special editions of the the films came out in 96
0: 97 20th anniversary and pizza head was running from 91 to 99 this would have been pizza. ew really yeah all right um
1: <laughs> i guess the taco Bell chihuahua
0: refused to work with pizza head i wonder if it was too difficult to get the chihuahua to work with a pizza puppet possibly like I could legitimately see that, like, the chihuahua just kept trying to eat the puppet or something. It's probably something that simple and stupid. Yeah. But, like, I remember all of these... Because if you weren't alive in the 90s, at this point, Star Wars was everywhere on everything. Mm -hmm. Soda can... Like, two years later when The Phantom Menace comes out, that's when you, like, see it again. Everywhere. Soda cans. Chip bags. And as someone who studies and loves... Movie-related ephemera.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, this was the, the Halcyon times for me. This was the golden age. Yeah. I love movie tie-ins. Oh, yeah. I could talk, like, I could talk for days about movie tie-ins.
1: Okay. Maybe we will. In, yeah, that, this, in this very mausoleum.
0: Yeah, like, that's definitely something I could see being something I would propose for one of these episodes. Anywho, uh, Brain to Me Too is now figuring out his plan. He's solidifying his plan to take over the galaxy because we we need to have this for it to be Pinky and the Brain. And we finally get it. Brain goes, Pinky, are you pondering what I'm pondering? Huh, a show about two talking loud mice. It'll never air.
1: Yeah, what a great joke.
0: For the finale. For the final. Yeah. Uh, It's really, it was really good. And it's the only time they subvert their own uh, formula in a way that works, yeah. Because like it doesn't work in Pinky Elmira in the Brain, but it works so well here. This is when we see Scratch and Sniff as Governor Tark, as Gov- Grand Moth Tarkin, and we see Wacko and Yakko go and rescue Princess Dot. Yeah. My brother, my sister, my siblings, my friend Flicka, my left foot. Yeah. And they just start yelling things.
1: Yeah, that, that's usually a big uh, Animaniacs bit of just them like
0: yelling, getting culture.
1: off on a, a tear that no longer makes sense.
0: Instead of lightsabers, we have giant light up mallets because yeah. it's because cartoons. Animaniacs, yeah. And Slappy, when a nappy is defeated, and Wacko takes up her light mallet. Yes. And then we pan over, and Slappy has her feet up on a conference table. Eating a snack and reading like a variety magazine. Right. Which is great. Absolutely. Slappy wanna not be? I thought you were dead. Dying is easy. Comedy's hard.
1: hard. Ugh. It's so good. I, I want to rewatch Animaniacs because I think I'll have a new appreciation for Slappy.
0: I rewatched the Slappy and Skippy short where he like. Loses it over Bambi's mom dying. It's yeah, I
1: remember this Bambi, one. Bambi, I think. Yeah,
0: and it holds up really well. Animaniacs as a whole holds up really well to watch as an adult.
1: Yeah, they. I my favorite is where they wake up at Woodstock, and they do who's on first. Yeah, yeah. It's basically. Wait, Skippy. Let's start over. Is there a band on stage? Yes. Does that band have a name? Yes. Do you know the name of that band? Yes. Then tell me the name of the band on stage. Who? The name of the band. Who? The band on stage. Who? The band playing on stage. Who? That's what I want to know. I'm telling you. Who is on stage? Yes. Who is? Yes. Oh, so the name of the band is Yes. No, Aunt Sloppy, Yes is not even at this concert. Then who is on stage? Yes. Who is? Yes. That's what I just said, Yes is on stage. No, Yes is not here, who is on stage? What are you asking me for? I'm not. Wait, let's try this again. Do you see the band on stage? No, I don't see the band, that's a different group entirely. On stage, Skippy, look, see the band? No, I don't. Get rid of those John Lennon glasses and look. There. There's the band.
0: No, that's not the band. The band is performing later on. Who's on stage? You tell me. And all of those are, re- like, it works because those are all bands, like, my parents listened
1: to. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's great because I'm sure as a child I didn't know any of those bands.
0: <laughs> I knew The Who because my parents liked The Who a lot. But I didn't know The Band or Yes. Uh,
1: I knew, I've I seen Yes live. <laughs> live uh, the The surviving members of Yes performed with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra once. And I was like, oh, I guess I've seen Yes now. Was I there? No.
0: Okay. <laughs> I know I've seen Trans-Siberian Orchestra with your family a few times. I've
1: seen them many times. And
0: could totally see myself have, having just forgotten. No.
1: Yeah. That, that was the best one that I saw because they also played Layla. Got me on my knees, Layla. Like, imagine that, but it's the Trans-Siberian Orchestra hitting that riff.
0: I always just think of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra because every year they have... For some reason, this, like, horror-themed one. That's this dragon taking over a castle. Yeah, the Christmas dragon. So every time we see a dragon in a Christmas context, we're like, Oh, the, the Trans-Siberian Christmas dragon. Oh, Christmas
1: dragon. Hope so, you like these tangents.
0: So then we get back to Brain 2 Me Too's plan, and he transmits a message. We see, like, a su- audience surrogate... Um,
1: Alien the, family. Yeah,
0: that's, like, their version of Alderon.
1: Yeah, because basically... Brain's plan in this was the Death Star in this is actually more of a TV station. Yes. So he's going to use the power of that to transmit his message into every home and like brainwash everybody into making him the leader of the galaxy. Exactly. Uh, Unfortunately, as he goes to make this decree, uh, Wacko uses his gookie and the power of the face uh, Phil's brain with such joy that he laughs, and then everybody laughs, and his message is lost. Which I believe may be the only time in Pinky in the Brain history that Pinky's not the one that ruins the plan.
0: I think you're right. Um, isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah, and also in that interim, uh, Wacko makes a face at Girth Plots and. Defeats him as well.
1: Yeah. It's kind of a a nice little message of, like, the power of laughter.
0: Yeah. And I I make a note that the family's dog looks like Scooby-Doo. And the Megastar, which is the name of the Death Star in this, Mm -hmm. uh, makes Wacko's face as, like, one of the last things. Instead of blowing up, the ship makes that face. Yes. And it's... This really silly thing, and we get the, uh, um, the what's it called? The award ceremony that we get at the end of A New Hope. And everyone gets statuettes instead of the. Yeah, events. they all get Emmys. And it's May the Nurse Be With You.
1: Always.
0: Because the nurse. Hello, Nurse is just in this part. Yeah. Because it's Because she's an
1: attractive blonde.
0: Uh, and we get a different version of the end song of. It's Pinky, it's Pinky and the fridge, 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 fridge. I'm not a refrigerator. And that's the last line of Pinky and the Brain. Yeah, isn't that wild? Yeah, this was a lot of fun to watch.
1: I am I'm so impressed, because I mentioned this in the, the beginning, but by the end, my tune has changed. How well this functions as an episode of Pinky and the Brain and an episode of Animaniacs. Yes. Like, this does stand as an episode of Pinky and the Brain, because it does follow the arc of them trying to take over the world. But if this aired as the last episode of Animaniacs, it would be no stranger. Like it would, it fits these shows perfectly, and this show is such a victory lap. Yes. For not just Pinky in the Brain, but for Warner Brothers Animation, where they're like, everybody get in and take a freaking bow. Monstars, come on.
0: Yeah, and this is such a like. This is so quintessentially '90s, because. It, it's so strange to think of now, but in the 90s, Warner Brothers was the main competition for Disney. Mm-hmm. They were a juggernaut in their own right. Uh, and because, do you remember, older listeners and Noah, yeah. the Warner Brothers Studio Store? Of course. They used to have in, only in the big good mall. Like, if you li- I live in New Jersey, so we had like a bunch of malls and in the good mall. Mm-hmm. And if you live in South Jersey, you know which one was the good mall. Uh, it had a Warner Brothers Studio store, and it was a magical place. Yeah. It had a giant, like, two-story-high statue of bugs outside,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was heavily themed in a way to compete with the Disney store. Yeah. And Disney store was starting to move into more minimalist design mm-hmm. in the late 90s, early 2000s, and Warner Brothers Studio store actually was actively cooler looking for a very yeah. long time. It
1: was more fun to just be in.
0: It had Marvin the Martian's little spaceship. And they sold a lot of this kind of merchandise. They sold Kids WB, superheroes, because they had the DC superheroes. They had Warner Brothers movies. They had Wizard of Oz. They were also the first people to have Harry Potter merchandise.
1: That makes sense.
0: I had so many pieces of, like, vintage, now vintage Harry Potter merchandise that's like... I miss this store a lot. Yeah. If you... If I could go back in time with like a hundred bucks, I would just go to a Warner Brothers store and just
1: buy stuff. (laughs) Just buy stuff. That makes sense. Uh, One thing I want to bring up yeah, is I think this is a great episode. I think this is a fantastic Star Wars parody. I think it was insane for them to try to do all three movies in 22 minutes. Yeah. But they pull it off. But this is like probably the most parodied movie of all time.
0: I would definitely say it's up there. It's definitely the most parodied non-fairy tale.
1: Yes. So we have to kind of think like, where does the, do you think this stacks up against things like Spaceballs, the Family Guy parody, the Robot Chicken parody, and uh, I don't know, you've never seen this, but Thumb Wars is a thing that I was super into. Because
0: You're ba- forgetting a big one that's actually the most comparable. Muppet Babies. Oh, and Muppet Babies, of course. Muppet Babies, I would dare say, is the most directly comparable to this. Yeah. Because it's similar era, similar intended audience. Right. Um, I think it's very hard to compare all of these things because they are so different in so many ways. Like, Family Guy had... Four and a half hours, essentially. Like, Family Guy...
1: Did all three movies.
0: Did all three, and essentially does the beats. Yeah. Like, Family Guy is almost more direct. I think this holds up because this also is a functioning episode of its own show. It's just
1: more of what I'm thinking of is there are certain beats that everybody kind of has to hit. The Death Star destroying a planet. Basically, they all have to hit.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, In Thumb Wars, they don't destroy the planet, they spin it. Yeah. So you get like this... You
0: said you wouldn't blow it up if I told you.
1: But I didn't say anything about spinning it.
0: No! (laughs) Spin the planet! Let's play spin the planet, princess! Spin it fast,
1: In uh, spaceballs, they suck the air out of it because the air <laughs> the, the, the air gets sold. Uh, I forget what they do in Family Guy.
0: I don't remember either.
1: Yeah, it, Family Guy is like probably my least favorite of all of them.
0: I I liked. Blue, uh, Blue Harvest was the first one.
1: Blue Harvest, I believe, is the first one.
0: I liked Blue Harvest, but by the time they hit Something Something Dark Side, the jokes had gotten old. Yeah, and also. And family Guy had started to get old.
1: Yes. Uh, if you have their Return of the Jedi, which I forget what it is,
0: that's Something 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 Dark Side. I thought that was the second one. Uh, no, I think because uh, Something Something Dark Side is Palpatine. I'm looking it yeah, up. look
1: it look it up because my thought was Blue Harvest was the first one, which is the perfect joke for what you call the first one. The second one's Empire Strikes Back, so something, something Dark Side makes the most sense for that one.
0: You're right. It's something, something Dark Side for Empire. And for the for Jedi, it's It's a Trap!
1: It's a trap, of course. Uh if you watch It's a Trap with audio commentary, uh, it's nothing but Well, it's more than just this, but it's mostly uh, Seth MacFarlane apologizing. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we just wanted to do the first one. I had no interest in doing Empire and Jedi, but Fox made us do it. I didn't even write this one. I let the interns do it, and then I just did some voices. Sorry. And then, like, halfway through it, he's like, I can't watch this. And he leaves. He leaves director's commentary.
0: Yeah. Um... We start to see because I'm I'm looking at it and Blue Harvest is an 07, and uh, Dark Side and It's a Trap were released first on video and then were put on TV
1: because mm-hmm. that was their trick for a while. Because I bought the Stewie Griffin movie, oh, yeah. not expecting it to be three episodes of Family Guy stuck together. Uh, but I, I think like joke wise, this is really on point. Yeah, and it doesn't super interfere. Uh, I really like Thumb Wars. Thumb Wars has a lot of like very obvious jokes, in my opinion. Like I think it's Darth Helmet. No, Darth Helmet is uh, that's
0: uh, spaceballs. That's
1: spaceballs. The it's probably some Darth Thumb or something. Uh, the big joke is uh, Luke, I am your mother. It's like of course, like you change father to mother. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I really like Thumb Wars. I think it's fun. Um. But overall, I think this one really nails it and did it first. Like, it predates all of them except for Spaceballs and Muppet Babies. Yeah,
0: I think... And Muppet Babies, I think, actually does the best job besides this of still being an episode. Yes. Because um, I'm now pulling up the Muppet Babies... Star Wars. The Muppet Babies made a Gonzo remake of Star Wars. Ha ha ha.
1: I'm pretty sure this is where I learn that Darth Vader is Luke's father.
0: I'm almost positive the same. Like, I think that's how I learned that. I don't really remember learning it. Right. Yeah, It's Muppet Babies does it in their first season.
1: Wow, that's interesting.
0: But I think it's a little bit different because unlike Star Warners... Muppet Babies are essentially doing the little kid; they're making the movie in their house plot, right? And they use actual footage from Star Wars because they can. Because They had, they had can. that sweetheart deal with Lucasfilm, mm. and it, it's why we haven't been able to get a lot of uh, releases of old Muppet Babies. Yeah, uh, because there's so many copyright issues.
1: That makes sense.
0: Uh, but I think I found. Oh sweet! We're gonna watch this later just for fun. They have this, this episode's on YouTube. All right. Yeah, I'm going to watch it about... when we eat dinner tonight. All right, um, perfect. But this one does the best job of being its own show. Oh. It's still an episode of Animaniacs slash Pinky and the Brain with the beats that that entails. Like the, I, there were certain characters I found myself missing. Yeah. Uh, I would have really liked Rita and Runt. Yeah, Rita and Runt don't appear at all. And I love Rita. I mean, I, you know what? Runt would have been a good
1: Boba Fett. No, I'm sorry, not Boba Fett. Uh, Job of the Hutt. And then you have uh,
0: Crumb, Be Rita. Yeah. I, and I just, I love those two characters a lot. Yes. Because the only other thing this is missing for being an Animaniacs episode, I would have liked the song.
1: Yeah, it does lack a song.
0: And like, to me, the music is such a quintessential part of Animaniacs
1: and Star Wars.
0: Yeah, true. That it would have been cool to have a song. Yeah. And one of my favorite Animaniacs episode is there's the West Side Story parody with the Good Feathers doubled with or Animals, which is a Rita and Runt sketch. Yes. Almost in this, hey, theater kid, go get it.
1: Yeah. We're not spreading these out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, no, this, this episode's for you. That way, if somebody hates this, they don't have to watch two of them.
1: Yeah. So,
0: I don't know. We what... also don't see a Tiny Tune. Yeah, It's the only major, like, uh, franchise we don't see. And you know what? Now that I remember,
1: there was a Tiny Toon Star Wars. Was there? Yes, because I remember the Darth Vader duck character being a boss in the Super Nintendo game Buster (laughs) Busts Loose.
0: (laughs) That's fun.
1: Because there's a whole Star Wars level of Buster Busts Loose.
0: Oh my god, that's so much fun. So, yeah, like that's what I have as far as, you know, notes for this show. There wasn't a lot of research. Right. This is kind of treated on the internet as just like a fun little curio. Which is right. why we wanted to do it for this. Because we found it to be a fun little curio. It is
1: in fact a fun curio. How should we handle a rating? Should we not rate things for the
0: monetized mausoleum? No, because this really isn't a stay tuned, stay doomed situation. Yeah. Do you think this one-off special?
1: I, I, You know what rating I'm going to give it? I'm going to give it a dig it up. Dig it up and watch it.
0: Yeah. Because uh, not everything we're going to discuss on these... Is going to be something you can watch?
1: Yes. So let's, I guess, get into that. Okay. Uh, So we are going to have another bonus episode from the monetized Mausoleum here in the crowdfunded crypt. Uh, And you're going to help us decide what it's going to be. Uh, In the future, our uh, $20 backers can actually make suggestions here. And we're going to give you a poll of four ideas. And anyone can vote on that poll on our Twitter, which is, of course,
0: at Stay Doomed.
1: Very good. And the top two will then go to a poll on Patreon, and our Patreon uh, subscribers will pick between the two of what our bonus episode will be. Uh, And that's at any level that you can vote. So we have four ideas. We've each come up with two. Mm -hmm. Uh, So
0: uh, Laura, start us off. Our top ten. This is a listical kind of situation. Our top ten television moments.
1: Oh, just uh, just the best ones that we can think of?
0: Um, I'm not saying the best.
1: Our personal favorites.
0: Yeah, or ones that stood out to us. Okay. I I think it's a fun. Because one of the reasons people like Stay Doomed is these weird sidetrack conversations. Right. So this is our top 10 television moments.
1: Top 10 television moments. All right. So you could vote for that or you can vote for one of my ideas. And Ooh. that's very simple. Serenity. We will, be, we will have completed episode 100 by the time that we record. Uh, Our next bonus episode. And I've never seen Firefly, so it'll be my first time seeing Firefly. And Serenity is kind of like, it's the movie, so it's not really another season, but it's connected. So if you'd like us to review Serenity, uh, vote for that on Twitter. What's your second idea?
0: My second idea is The Sweatbox. It is a documentary based on the production of The Emperor's New Groove which just celebrated its 20th birthday. Uh, And it's done by Sting from the police's wife because Emperor's New Groove had a very interesting uh, evolution from being a more traditional Disney musical called Kingdom of the Sun into the Emperor's New Groove that we now know and love. And this documentary sort of shows what that making of looked like, and it was banned for a very long time until it surfaced on YouTube.
1: Interesting.
0: Uh, And uh, my last
1: choice is we're going to even just turn off media completely. Ooh. And uh, the fourth choice is Stay Doomed Candy. We are going to look at candy that has not been made for quite some time and reminisce about different types of canceled candy
0: 60 minutes of Laura screaming about Reese's bites
1: I mean I have other things besides Reese's but I'm upset about Reese's bites don't get me wrong but uh, I have other candies that I definitely miss so it'll be a nostalgic look at candy
0: I'm sure if I research it I will also have things that's the like you said that and that just came screaming to mind of like I'm gonna be mad about that forever <laughs>
1: So this episode drops on Tuesday. On Wednesday, we will drop a poll on our Twitter. Yeah. And you can vote on what we should do on our next bonus episode. Should we have our top 10 moments of television? Should we review Serenity? Should we review The Sweatbox? Or should we talk about Candy?
0: Now, just because it doesn't get picked for February's episode doesn't mean it's a dead idea forever. Yes, we It probably won't show up again in March or anything, but it will be something that can come back.
1: Yes. And if you want to listen to that bonus episode, you can subscribe to any level of our Patreon. Uh, it starts as low as $5. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much for listening to this. That's what we're kind of working on moving forward. What are we
0: What are we watching next week? So uh, it's episode 100. We're finally doing it. As we're
1: finally promised. Finally watching
0: Firefly. Yes. I'll be in my bunk.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I hear it's a, a TV show. Yeah. Uh, the
0: meta game here is going to be I'm going to keep a tally of every time Noah retroactively understands a reference
1: yes uh, so we'll see how many things I learn as I watch uh, Firefly that's going to be a two-parter so if you want to watch along with us you only need to watch the first seven, seven episodes
0: and then after that we are going to not watch anything we're going to reflect on our first hundred episodes
1: yes the postmortem of the first episode hundred episodes
0: most podcasts don't get to a hundred episodes so this is going to be a lot of fun Yes. And then after that, guys, it's happening. It's all happening. Megan Wants a Millionaire. Yes. I wanted to do this. I believe the first, um, if you want to talk about blank.
1: Was Megan Wants a Millionaire. Was me
0: referencing Megan Wants a Millionaire. So I'm kind of thrilled that it's going to be our first episode after The Hundred.
1: Yes. This is Laura's Firefly.
0: Uh. No, because I watched this first run. Oh, did you see this? Okay. Oh my God. Yes. All right. Uh, celebrity Reality was my jam. And then, uh, we have a few more episodes lined up and then starting in March 23rd, we're going to be hitting those Razzie movies, so yeah. get excited for that.
1: Razzie month is coming Get excited coming
0: up. for me having to watch Doolittle, because I, I have a feeling. It's got to be Doolittle. Yeah, the uh, Razzie nominations don't come out until later this year. All of the awards have pushed back. Right. So the Razzie award nominations don't come out till March 14th. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's not just neatly the month of March.
1: Yeah, Razzie month is going to be a little bit later, but I think you guys will understand. Where can people find us? You can
0: email us at... The Stay Doomed Show at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed.
1: And if you want to talk to me about the wondrous world of Star Wars parodies, I'm at Plus Two Comedy.
0: If you have a particularly fascinating piece of movie ephemera, I'm at Sprocket League. I might actually start posting. Weird pieces of movie ephemera I own on Sprocket League. Oh. As a fun little thing to do because it gives me a reason to still own them.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Because there's a lot of stuff in, like, my parents' basement that I have to clean out eventually. So, until next time, stay doomed. And stay monetized.
1: Yeah.